say thank you for last month's messages. Were you blessed? I was. And so this month, we know this month is our month of eh? Victorious Prayer. November is our month of Victorious Prayer. So this month, I'll be taking some topical teachings. I'm not sure I'm going to preach series. Maybe two messages and all of that. So certainly not four or five week uh, series that we're used to have. So there'll be some topical messages. So I will please ask that you follow me. Alright, so please, if you have a testimony, and I hope you have, please write your name with the ushers so that uh, we can call you for your testimony. Do that before. Have about 30 minutes or 35 minutes. I know some of us, God will minister to you during the testimony. It's okay. It's all right. So, this morning we'll be looking at the abundant life. The abundant life. Or life of, ab- or, or life of abundance. So, when you Began to read the Bible from Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse, 20, verse 27 to 28. God began creation from Genesis chapter 1, and then He began to create, and everything God created. He blessed all that God created. He blessed all this creation. He created the sea and the Bible says it was good and God blessed them. And so he got to verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the hurt, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the hurt. Verse 27, so God created man, in what? In his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female. Let me pause here. Maybe somebody is still thinking that you are neither a male or a female. There's a problem. That's not God's agenda. Okay? Don't be carried away by philosophies that doesn't make sense, doesn't have roots in the scriptures. Male, my Bible tells me, male and female. It's amazing. Sometimes you're picking up a form, you're feeling, you see male and female. And then you will, see, you will see another one. I don't know what they write now. On, please, come again. Orders, please specify. That's, that's not God's agenda. Does it make sense? Right? And it looks as if the world is embracing it. And people are, some people are even afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid because I'm reading the Bible. It says, male and female, he created 
No, it's a major surprise. Some people will say, there's something that is locked within me. I'm a male outside, but it's a female that is inside. I don't get, I don't understand. If you have the attribute of a, of a lady, you are a girl, you are a woman, you are female. If you have the attribute of a man, you are a man. When you look at the mirror, you you will know which where you belong. What you see that is visible to you, that is who you are. That is what is inside. I mean, get that right. In that regard. Because Jesus lives inside of you. Amen. Male and female, he created them. Maybe you should underline that part so that you can quickly refer to it. Then God blessed them. 28. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Verse 28 again. Then God blessed them. And one of the reasons why we don't live a life of abundance is because of the wrong definition that we have given to God's blessing. The, in, in some people's dictionary, God's blessing is money. That's why they live such a limited life that is controlled by material things. And once your life is controlled by the things you see, material things, what then happens is because you become desperate. Desperate because you need to keep up. Desperate because you feel that money answers to all. God blessed man. There was no money at this time. No car. Not even beautiful mansions that we see around now. So we must look at God's blessing in the context of what it really is. You see, okay, we'll get there. God blessed, he blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the hurt and subdue it. You are not ordinary because you carry a mandate. You carry the authority of God to subdue. And so we see the man that God created, Adam. Mankind, myself inclusive, myself inclusive. You see, uh, a, a, the prototype of what God's creation should be in Adam. A blessed man. So, you are blessed. And so you began to read further. Events happened. Uh, serpent came. 
deceived man for a while, got the dominion for a while, you know the rest of the story. And from the moment that that happened, you know, the Bible says that Jesus had been slain, what, before what? There had been an arrangement for the restoration of the fallen man, even before Adam fell. So you began to read Genesis, and so you get to Genesis chapter 11. Towards the end of 11, you began to read the story of Abraham, which is the prototype for a blessed man. Genesis 11, or go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had set to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Verse 2. I will make you what? A great nation. I will do what? I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. This is the prototype of what we should do. That's why we all today could say, Abraham blessings are mine. God said he created man. He said, have dominion. Have, you are in charge of all the things that I've either told created before you were created. You were created the last, but indeed you are the first because you command all things. So we saw the prototype of, of, you know, a blessed man. We saw the prototype of a restated man. We saw the prototype of what we should be in Adam. All right. And the Bible says that, and Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. By the time you began to, by the time you start to study the life of Abraham, you saw the exploit of Abraham. Uh, you, you saw how blessed Abraham was. But you also realize that Abraham was a man that believed God. The Bible says that Abraham was very wealthy. Before God called Abraham, he had been prosperous. He had cattles. And then after God called him, he Became more prosperous. As a matter of fact, God said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And he became so prosperous. But at every point in Abraham's life, the Bible records tells us, the Bible recorded that. And Abraham looked forward to the city, his architect and foundation is in God. In other words, Abraham's faith or trust was not in his wealth. It was not in his riches. It was not in his strength. It was not in his fame. But his trust was in God. No wonder Abraham was very, very wealthy. No wonder he lived an abundant life. Because he kept looking and you see, you need to look at the life of Abraham and see the kind of man he was. 
In Abraham's household, there were 318 men that he trained in his house that went after five kings and conquered. Just try to picture the, his kingdom, as it were. Those men were born in his house. So they possibly have siblings. Their father had wives. Abraham also had children. But we will see how this played in our lives as believers in the New Testament. Abraham, in Genesis chapter 17, looked forth to a city. All right, I mean, uh, he believed God and he was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham was God's revealed example of his plan to establish his kingdom rule on earth. Which is why God will made a covenant with Abraham and says, I, I swear by myself that I am going to do this. And he did. Genesis chapter 24 verse 35 The Lord has blessed my master greatly and he has become great and he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female, servants and camels and donkeys. Verse 36. And Sarah, my master's wife, voice, a son to my master when she was old and to him he has given all that he has. So, our lives as believers is a life of abundance. Now, what does it mean to have abundance? What abundance is paresis. What it simply means is, is to be super abound, have in excess, greatly surpassed to excel overflowing surplus over and above, more than enough, and more than sufficient, extraordinary. So you are not just going to have enough that is going to be sufficient, but you have more than what is sufficient. And don't, don't, I need you to understand, I'm not talking about material things. The Bible says, follow, seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and all other things shall be added to you. Just follow me very closely. We are going to go somewhere. In Galatians chapter 5, chapter 3, verse 15. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it's not only man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one knows or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed. Not seeds. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say unto seed as of many, but as of one unto your seed, who is 
Christ. And this I say, that the law which was 430 years later cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. Jesus speaking in John chapter 10 verse 10. Let me Now we have established that the law was 430 years after the covenant. And I also would want you to think about the events that happened before the covenant. That was where Abraham gave the tithe, the tenth of all, and all of that. So let me correct this. In case you are still doubting, if uh, uh, why do we want to claim Abraham's blessings? And the event that led to that covenant becomes irrelevant to us. People will say, I'm just correcting this so you go with a right understanding. People will say to people that don't pay tithes. Don't do this, don't do that. They will say, Jesus had abolished the law or the or as a new testament they didn't speak about it but the tithe in the first place was not a law thing because it happened 430 years before the law was was put in place that's not what we are teaching today but just know that and so in john chapter 10 verse 10 the thief come to kill to steal and to destroy that you may have life. That you may have life. And have that life abundantly. So when you have Jesus inside of you, you have automatically an abundant life. Which is why you can say that out of your bed, the rivers of living waters, because of the one that is in you. And so when you expressions in some people's life and you look at the circumstances surrounding their life and you see joy overflowing, then you ask what joy, what is the source of the peace that they have? What is the source of their calmness? Source of the hope that they have. The source of the hope that they have is in the consciousness of the abundant life that Christ has already given. So they can look at a situation that is around them and say, I'm unstoppable because Christ lives in them. Whether they have money or no money doesn't matter. Whether their health is good or not good, it's, not, it's, it's okay. Because they believe in the promise of Jesus that says, by my stripes, you have been made So you look at Paul and Silas, for example. They were led by the Spirit to go to where they went to. And events happened. They, they, they deal with the devil using a, some other power to tell them they are this and all of that. And they rebuked the lady and there was issues. And they were innocently 
put in prison, bear in mind that the prison is not the kind of today's prison that we see in, you know, some of us, we have watched too much movie that, you know, we see prison break and you look at the prison and you see everybody, they were in the dungeon, no light, not conducive, and they, they had their hands, you know, bound together with their, I think with their feet also. The Bible didn't tell us the position that they were, whether it was like this. They had no hands to, if at all they were going to clap, maybe they would just be doing this way. If they were going to jump, maybe it was just going to be this way. Maybe they even had no strength to shout. But the Bible says they were singing and they were praying. And the Bible says other were listening to them. Who are these people? Perhaps in, 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 a, in I, maybe somebody is saying, I hope you will know how long I have been here. That is like you, you are singing. You are here, you are singing. There is no hope for you. Think it to himself. Maybe the person said, I have been here for 30 years, since the day of the king before this one, and you are singing. You will sing, sing, you will sing for a long time. If you like, you better keep quiet and use your strength because you don't know how long you are going to stay here. You don't even know when the next water is coming. You don't even know when the next meal is coming. But because they understand that they have a life of abundance in them, they continue to sing and shout. Continue to sing and pray. Like an earthquake, Acts of Apostles chapter 16, which is our theme for the month. Like a mighty rushing wind, and the, the foundation of the prison was shaken. You need to do a study to understand how prisons were built. And Roman government, oh, that time, ah, they, were, they were very, 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 very interesting. They didn't say, oh, but I did not hear God well. Gabby, maybe you sent us here. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just a feeling. They didn't say, but Jesus, we cannot trust you anymore. You led us to destruction and to be in prison. That was not their physical situation and constraints, extenuating circumstances, as it were, was not enough to hold them. Because they understood he that is in them is greater than he that is in the world. So when you say that he that is in me is greater than he that is in what me, what you are saying, and understand what you are saying. Not he that is in you when all things are fine. It is also he that is in you when it looks as if things are not okay. But you see, guess what? All things work together for good. Not even a guess, it's a reality. All things work together for good. In the love of God, and are called according to his purpose. You want to talk about the apostles that were beaten by the Sanhedrins for preaching the gospel, for telling the world about Jesus? The Bible says they, they in Acts of Apostles chapter 5, yes, chapter 5, they, they placed, they put them before the, let's, let's go there. Acts of Apostles chapter 5. 
God bless you, Nidhi. Amen. Go to where you have that story. Then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him, which is a sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and led and led, laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prisons. But at midnight, an angel of the Lord opened the prison door and brought them out and said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they had that, they entered the temple early in the morning and talked they left the prison. That should be enough for them to say, ha, okay. Right. High priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. And when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, let's go, saying, indeed, we found the prison shut securely. And the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we open them, we find no one inside. I pray for you. The enemy thought he has got you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will escape miraculously. In the name of Jesus. The guards were still outside. What were they securing really? In their mind. They thought they've got them. Let's continue. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple and the chief priest had these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence. For they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered, said, Rather than men, then the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on the tree. He, God, has exalted, exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness. Please go to where they were beaten. Peter began to spoke. Same Peter that was tedious before Jesus died. Please go to maybe 36 or thereabouts. Go to where they were flogged, please. Just quickly go there because of our time.
And they agreed with him. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Verse 41. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They went away rejoicing. They went away with joy in their heart. They went away knowing that they have done something that is worthwhile, something that is worth it. They went away rejoicing. And you want to ask, what is the source of your joy? Jesus. The only source of abundance. You see, the problem also sometimes is this. We, we want the, we want all the blessings. We want all the benefits of salvation, but we don't want the provider. They went away rejoicing. You want to talk about Stephen? I wonder what Stephen was thinking about when he was being stoned. And then he said to them, at the end of his life, he said, do not count this against them. And the Bible says, he slept. Slept. The Lord wants us to prosper spiritually. He wants want us to prosper materially. He wants us to prosper emotionally. God wants you to prosper physically. And let me announce to you, you don't hold the devil an apology for an abundant life that you have in Christ Jesus. Neither do you or anyone an explanation for God's workings in your life. Abundance out of, out of Christ is sorrowful. Sorrowful. It is the blessings of God that makes you rich and have no sorrow. So whatever it is that you are looking for and you cannot find in Jesus, you can't find it elsewhere. You can't find it elsewhere. So you must live a life constantly reminding yourself that Jesus is the source of all things. We just read about the people that were in prison that was miraculously, the angel took them out of prison. The angel did not tell them, we are going, taking you to, they are going to be flogged. But they count it joy because they know that something is working inside of their lives. Brethren, our life should not be controlled by the things that we physically can see. Let me remind you, that the things we see were created by the things that we cannot see. The life of Christ you have inside of you is more than enough. You see, don't limit God with your senses. He says, I can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ever ask or imagine. I am announcing to someone God knows what he is doing with your life. He knows. He, he surely knows. 
for you. No. Abundance is a generosity of God's grace. It is a generosity of God's grace to you. Which is why you hold the devil. No apology for God's blessings upon your life. Because Jesus died for the same reason. That you may have life and have it abundantly. Not only here on earth. Mark 10 chapter 17. And that's where I'm going to stop this morning. Mark 10, 17. Mark 10, 17. I'm waiting. All right, so, now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good. No one is good but one that is, that is God. Know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witnesses. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus looking to him loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at his words and went away sorrowful for he had great possession. Maybe someone is thinking, but why will Jesus do that? Is it that he's not interested in this man's prosperity? But what Jesus was simply saying is this. Let not all the things you have matter. Let me be the number one in your life. Seek the one that is the most important. The source of all things. That's what Jesus was saying. Let's go further. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his word, at his word. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Now let me just explain this with the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus wasn't saying that you should be poor, that you should not have money. What he's saying is that blessed are those poor. You always want enough of something, isn't it? You don't have enough and you always want. So when you keep looking for me, when you keep testing for me, the kingdom of God is yours. He wasn't talking about material things. And if you put that side by side with this, you will understand what Jesus was talking about here. Twenty-five. It is easier for Kamel to go to the eyes of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God because that riches is where his trust is. And so, if his trust is in what he has, he doesn't have Jesus. Verse 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, With men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Verse 28. Then Peter began to say to him, See, 
This is where the problem is. See, but we, we have left all. We have left all to follow you. What is our gain? We've left all and followed you, verse 29. So Jesus answered and said, As surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel who shall not receive a hundred when? Eh? Now, like unhurt, like as you are still living, you will receive a hundredfold of what you think you have lost for my sake. And sisters and mothers and lands with and in age and in age to come in eternal life. So, so you have abundance now and you have it in the eternal life. Jesus is is is, is what following is what serving is what giving all to him is what everything of you because the life that you have is not even yours in the first place live your life for Jesus let your light so shine before men that they may see the works of your father and glorify him in heaven be the light a city that is set upon the hill. Be the salt of the earth. Don't lose your taste. Be mindful of Jesus that lives inside of you. Let your life be guided by the thoughts of heaven. Live your life with eternity in view. Because when you do that, your life will align with his purpose and plan for your life. Don't just say that there's greater in me. Is greater than he that is in the hospital because you are fighting witches and wizards. Let it be your consciousness day after day. Don't trust in riches, but believe. And have faith in the giver. Don't love the provisions and neglect the one that has provided it. The one that has provided it lives inside of you. And that is the abundant life that we have as believers. Amen. Let's rise up to pray. This life that I have is the life of Christ in me. This life that I have is the life of God. This life that I have is the life of Christ in me. This life
speaking to us. We thank you for your word that has come to us. We thank you for the abundant life that we have in you. We thank you because out of our belly shall constantly flow rivers of living waters. We thank you for dying on the cross for us. We thank you because in you we live, in you we move, and in you we have our being. We are what we have because of you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for shedding your blood on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Thank you for reminding us this morning of the so much that you had to do that your grace might abound on us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As today we speak to every form of sickness and diseases in our body. Let them disappear right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to someone today, before now your life has been limited. From this moment onward, you will begin to experience limitless life. Your life will super abound in the name of Jesus Christ. Your life before now has been ordinary. From this moment onward, your life shall be extraordinary. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah.